This thing on? Alright. Hey everybody, welcome to the On The Grind Podcast with your host Justin Brown. Today is Saturday, February 10th, 2018. It's a little bit past midnight, just getting home from a fun, fun show I did that I'll talk about later over at Crofton Country Club. Man, it was a blast. It was a fucking blast, dude. Uh, But more importantly this week was the Super Bowl and holy shit... The Patriots didn't win again. So, congratulations, I guess, to the Philadelphia Eagles, <clears throat> their fans, and I don't know, whatever you think you deserve over there. I'm not a huge, uh, you know, I wasn't a huge football person this season. I tried to boycott, but, uh, you know, the playoffs got around and you didn't see Kaepernick on his knee as much, you know. Pigskin looked a little bit more appealing, but this game was, it was interesting. I was going to bet on it, but uh, I went to bet on New England, especially with not only with Tom Brady's hand, but the Eagles were playing too much like a Madden team where everything was just clicking. It was high scoring. It was almost and they they were <clears throat> they were uh what they were under five what was they over five and a half points whatever they were they were uh, expected to lose in Vegas odds early on, but um you know. They didn't, man. They crushed them. It wasn't even much of a game. Like, New England kind of had it competitive, but honestly, there wasn't a point where I didn't think that it was out of the Eagles' grasp. So, congrats to them, man. Um, I wouldn't say Philly deserves, you know, too many nice things, but I'm not mad that they won a Super Bowl. Uh, funny thing for Tom Brady, he is now 0-3 against the NFC East, which, if you're a Redskins fan, might sound like awesome to you. If you get to the Super Bowl next year and you play Tom Brady, you think you're going to win? Uh, let's temper our expectations. You just got, yeah, you just got a quarterback that replaced your own. That's the most exciting thing that happened for you. But, yeah, man, that was that was interesting. Man, the commercials, though, ooh, if you watch the Super Bowl, please tell me what your favorite commercial is. Honestly, there weren't that many to choose from this year. They mostly sucked. I think the Doritos one, the Doritos voiceover, karaoke, blah, 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 with the Peter Dinklage and Morgan Freeman. Kind of interesting, I guess. Then there was the Netflix one where they didn't really pay attention to them, but apparently they released a movie right after the Super Bowl went off so you can watch it. Apparently that was unprecedented in marketing and wherever the hell people pay attention to to that too but uh that was i guess a twist to note but uh yeah most of the commercials suck this year man like i wouldn't even blame anyone who couldn't quote a single one like they were so bad stevie wonder didn't even ask what happened in each one but um boom there you go like you'd rather be blind than watch those stupid ass commercials it was like way too uplifting and way too serious there was a lot of Take care of yourselves. A lot of be careful out there. A lot of car commercials. Oh, there was that one commercial that used uh, MLK's voice. Dr. King, during Black History Month, they used his voice to try to sell a car. Oh, buddy. Understandably, the King family was mad that uh, his voice was used to try to sell a product. Like, you have to be the most brazen white dude. Either you have to not give a shit at all, or you have to not really know 
you have to have like the opposite of white guilt, white innocence. It's like I didn't, I didn't know, man. He just, I, he, yeah, I thought he, he would, he walked so much. Maybe he wanted to be in a car. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm sorry. They apologize and crap, but whatever, dude. The commercial already aired. I don't think there's people that are really gonna care that much. If I get zero APR financing, are you serious? Five thousand dollars cash back? Yeah, let freedom ring on these prices, baby. <sighs> yeah, I mean, yeah. This is the best I got. The commercials this year stinked. Stunk. Not only that, man. Ooh. Let's touch on this. Is this the end? Kinda hopefully for Justin Timberlake? Did anyone see his half? T uh, I mean, you. who stuck around for this whole thing? Like, for one, I watched it because I was hanging with uh, my girlfriend and her brother. We watched it over at her house. Wow, they were into it, I guess. I I really wasn't. Like, for one, all his, he played, I think, one song off his new album where, I don't know, he's a white man going in the woods dressed as, you know, He's dressed in Black Panther attire, going into the woods, taking back. I don't know. It's it's a weird concept. It must have been hella bad because you got to pay to perform at the Super Bowl. So, like, your album sales suck so much that you had to put money out of your own pocket for people to buy it. Why not just give them shits out for free, dog? Plenty of artists do that every now and then, man. You're not, Justin Timberlake is not popping like he used to be. Back when uh, black people were making them popular, keeping them relevant. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, though. Uh, there's, there's so many ways to go with this. For one, the song selection. He played one song off his new album. The rest, Jesus, was he digging back into his crates or what? I heard uh, Signs. I heard Dance With Me. Um, the joints that Timberland helped him pop on. Some hits I didn't even know were his, but were decent. I mean, he went so bad, like far back in his crates, I'm surprised he didn't come out with Frosted Tips and started singing Bye Bye Bye. Jesus. Bye 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 Bye. That was popping whenever that was out. I'm not even sure if it was his group. If it wasn't, it was a group like his, and that's close to hell enough. That was that was horrible. Then he did the, the thing everybody was worried about was the the rumor he was gonna do something with Prince and uh I don't know I mean the thing he did if you didn't see it he broadcasted a picture of Prince kind of like Dave Chappelle did with Fife Dog and uh the Try Call Quest did with Fife no a Try Call Quest did with Fife, Fife Dog and SNL the way they broadcasted a picture of him on the screen uh, during his verse um, during their song uh, Justin Timberlake tried something similar. He was rumored to do a 3D hologram, except he did, uh, I don't know, a, a video clip. He put a YouTube clip up of, essentially, Prince on the screen while Justin Timberlake was playing piano. It's like, dude, you have to literally dig someone up out of the grave because that's where your career is. Like, he probably just knocked him in the coffin next to his, whatever. Justin Timberlake stinks now, man. He could, he's known for dancing. He barely moved across the stage. I know... 80-year-old geriatric patients that could have better moves than him. Like, I would trust... I would rather dance with Muhammad Ali than dance with Justin Timberlake. He was moving like Michael Jackson was in a Thriller video, except it wasn't thrilling. It was annoying to look at. 
And, like, a lot of people were also boycotting because of the Janet. You remember him? He, he's the dude that pulled out Janet Jackson's titty back in the last time he performed at the Super Bowl. Honest to God, I'd rather look at Janet Jackson's titty now than have watched that whole thing. That's how annoyingly dumb it was. But, uh, you know, I'm a man, and uh, titties are always going to be nice. And sports are always going to be appealing. So, again, shout-outs, you know, respect to the Eagles. You did your thing this year. Doug Peterson led a great team. Um, Not happy Foles won, you know what I mean? It's eh. too many. It was a a season of the backup doing too well. You had Foles. You had Keenum. Just a lot of backups being successful for no reason. Defenses, step it up next year. Let's break some more fibulas or something. Get them the hell out of there. Keep the starters. Be nice to the starters, man. That's what I'm saying. I want good quality football that's sustainable. Not miracles on ice. I don't know, man. That was uh yeah, that was a Super Bowl though, man. It was an enjoyable experience, I guess. I was sleepy by the end of it. Um yeah. And another big sports news, because this is a big sports week, was the NBA trade deadline. And holy crap, did LeBron James cry his way into a decent team like for a guy who i think eclipses jordan on and off the field or court whatever uh he has some very soft tendencies dude and he's again talent's undeniable one of the top 10 players of all time without question uh god damn does he cry god damn does he cry it's a rhetorical question because he, oh my God, he cries, uh, I'm trying to say bitch, but I don't want to, but dude, he does a lot of bitching over there, the refs, like he's been doing it since, I don't know, Gilbert Arenas was around, before Gilbert Arenas got a talk show, whatever the hell he got, dude, he's just a, lot, a big crybaby at times, but either way, he got what the hell he wanted, uh, May, and the, who was it, Colby Altman? The new GM of the Cavaliers made out like a friggin' bandit, yo. He picked up Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, uh, George Hill, Rodney Hood. Pretty much all the dudes that a lot of teams were looking at if they were going to get younger and the talent in their backcourt and possibly front court. And they didn't have to give up much to do it, dude. They gave out a lot of players <laughs> that uh, haven't helped them win much. Over the past couple of years, the only the only dude I think that they won with was Channing Fry, a good older guy with a jump shot. Still, everybody else like D Wade, LeBron said, "Screw you, buddy. Uh, go back to the beaches of Florida and drown." But uh, yeah, dude, it, it was crazy, crazy deadline. My Wizards didn't. Uh, at least Ernie Grunfeld, the GM of the Wizards, didn't bungle this in that he kept our first-round pick, and that's a start. You know, he's traded away many first-round picks. In fact, the last time we had a first-round pick actually playing our team was from the 2015 draft about three years ago. So hopefully we keep this pick through and through, and we have uh, either a great backup two-guard or a great rim protector. Uh drafting next year that we can see in a washington or district jersey man but no that was that was wild uh because everybody's thinking at the beginning of the season it's going to be all the warriors again 
and Warriors Cavs matchup, but uh it's been a surprising NBA season. You have the Rockets looking legitimately like the better team in the West outside of the Warriors. I mean, they've beaten the Warriors this year, I think a couple times already. I think they have a better record, if not the same exact record. And uh yeah, James Harden is just looking even like an undeniable MVP MVP candidate this year. And then you have in the East, you thought it was you thought it was gonna be the Cavs again, but uh they're struggling before this trade deadline, which is probably why all this stuff went down. But the 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 Raptors and the Celtics were have at least a few games up on them. And then slowly but surely my wizards are clawing back and they're their own drama filled story with John Wall this year, which uh I won't get into now. I can talk about it for hours, but yeah. I don't feel like it. I can waste a lot of energy doing that. But now, all in all, it's a solid week for sports. The Olympic Games comes on uh, last night, and I'm going to watch the opening ceremony this year uh, just to see if anything interesting went down. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Other than that, a uh, solid week for comedy, culminating in the show on Friday night, last night, um, out in Crofton, Maryland, at Crofton Country Club. Uh, yes, and it's as white, it was as white as it sounded, however, I'll tell you what, white people with money, rich white people that drink a little bit, they just want to cut loose and have fun, you know what I mean? That's what I was telling myself, anyway. It wasn't exactly an Elks Lodge, like, they came out to have fun last night, dressed in their best, uh, casino-going attire. Like, I'm pretty sure if MGM was any closer, they would have taken their chips elsewhere. But they came out, and it was a blast to entertain them. I want to thank uh, Terrence Hawkins for uh, putting me up on that show. I uh, did a guest spot, about 10 minutes. It was, man, they made, they, they, they made me feel good last night. I really do appreciate that time. Uh, Rob Mayer, the headliner, uh, came through and destroyed for like 30 minutes. And, and this is a guy I saw probably first about 10 years ago. Before I even started doing comedy, I was just a fan. And uh, about five, six years ago. Uh, but anyway, I was just a fan. I saw him over at uh, DC Improv featuring for somebody whose name I'm forgetting right now. But anyway, he crushed there too. But uh, I'd never seen him headline before. But goddamn, he is worth every ticket, money, dollar you can spend. So I think that's at Rob Mayer on Instagram. Hit him up if you ever need him for a show. Um. But yeah, man, it was a good night, good week. Really happy that that happened. Alright, I'm going to get ready to wrap this up. Just some news for me. Um, At Black J Brown on Instagram and Twitter. You know where to find me. Hoping uh, with this podcast moving forward, you guys are going to leave some comments and feedback. Always welcoming that. Because how else am I going to get better? Really. You want this to get better if you're going to keep listening. So why not help me out some? If you got questions or topics you want me to address or talk about, by all means, send them my way. Other than that, man. I think I think it's about time we bring on our guests. So why don't we do that? Stay tuned, kids. I'll be right back. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Today, our guest is a good friend of mine, uh, Lloyd Lee. 
actually met Loy um, under a private investigation into the crime of a Lord Han. Uh, we both visited his private island for a secret martial arts tournament that quickly turned deadly. <laughs> but nah, hailing from Boston, Massachusetts, Boston. Uh, he's done stand-up. He's been on TV. He writes for others. Just a really good dude. Today, our uh, conversation really just focused on the business side of comedy and, you know, the game of comedy today versus, well, you'll see. Just listen. Like, what does that even mean as a comic? Dude, it's just, I, I don't know. You Talking know, about your life. But as in, like, on your press releases and your all your shit, it's like, tell your story. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. It just seems like every comic's had like a fucked up background story to talk about. Like everybody has like the Richard yeah, Pryor past. But it's like, like dude, I mean, I the way I grew up, I just it's just not that exciting. Like yeah, I'm sure I could find, but it's like I don't want you crying for me before before I hit the stage. Like and his dad left him before you. Like, I don't. Want, I, I, don't yeah, but, sure. I mean, isn't that part of just getting the people in the seats? Once you have them in the seats, you can do what the fuck you want. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I don't know, but yeah, just branding, like trying to understand what that means as a comic, like as a product, I know how to brand a product, I know how to brand a t-shirt, I know how to brand a fucking, I don't know, a microphone, I can do that shit. Brand it in terms of like just putting a logo on it, or brand it how? Brand it like making it marketable, you know, like talking about it in a way that it's an inanimate object. Like, oh, uh, amazing... Uh, faux oak uh, mahogany dresser, uh, crazy storage, eight drawer. You know, oh, like, talking it up. Yeah, okay, you, yeah, 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 I could sell anything, but like when you sell yourself, it's sort of like, what what the fuck am I doing here? I mean, isn't that isn't it just part of believing in yourself and all that bullshit? Like believing you're worth the ticket price is part of it. Yes. And then from there, knowing well, I, how to tell people, I believe that. But how do you? I. I have a hard time selling people. Like I tell you, oh yeah, meet my cool dude, funny. Yeah. But like, how do you, how do you uh, differentiate yourself between? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because people tell anybody in casual, oh dude, you funny as shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens that, all the time. That's all you need is the voucher. Like, yeah, that dude's funny. Yeah, you should, no, you should link up. That's the start. Yeah. But then it's like, how do you turn that? Yeah, that dude's funny. You should go so pay see to see him. Right. That's the right. fucking. That's that's the next step beyond the next step mm-hmm. for me. Right now, it's just, I don't know, figuring out who I am and then how to sell it. Because you have, like, a good idea of who you are, right? I hope so. Or, uh, like, it, it's, a, it's a weird merger of, like, I know who I am and, yeah. I knew, and I know who I need to be. And I'm somewhere in the middle, depending on the yeah. day. Who do you need to be? Like, as an Asian-American comic? So that's how you're looking at yourself first and foremost. Then your well, first lens is Asian, because I know that's the first thing people observe of me. Like I walk into an all black room. Yeah. First thing, people always like they always give me that look like, who is this guy? Not in a good like oh shit who is this? this guy's like, like who placed an order? Yeah, the like every guy's here. Like you could see like if you walk in with me at a spot, you could just see some people just kind of like trying to figure this out like. And it's never, oh, he's a comic. Like, I came here to a comedy show. Asian guy rolls in. But I I guess it depends on the spot, too, right? Like, if it's a diverse crowd or diverse room, then it's a Uh, little less, it's a little more inconspicuous. Yeah, but in most cases, a lot of comedy, it's 
It's yeah. one or the other. It's race dominant. Yeah. Fucking, uh... Because that's the way it's marketed. I don't know, man. Look, I, look, I, look, it, look, it, look, that look, depends look on at, the market. Look at Proud Marys. Or, or MVP. I guess they're one and the same, right? I'm not the same dude. Yeah, I, yeah. I am the only not <clears throat> black person there. Not as usually white, uh... There's like, white yeah, but that's that's his family, like, but yeah, yeah, followers but, or people that work there. Yeah. But in most cases, ninety nine percent, I'm usually the only not black person there, and I'm for sure the only Asian person there. Yeah. And then look at last night, I'm the only Asian person there. I mean, but hey, but that but, went around. That's right. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, but but you can't like what what I'm trying to say is like the data point is this: when I walk into a room, especially like an all black room, yeah, people showed up for a comedy show. They don't first assume that I'm a comic. They kind of like fair, fair. Oh, but doesn't that might... make it a little bit easier? You think? Yes, because the expectations are so low. Exactly. Like there's no bars. But, like no, he doesn't look like Eddie Murphy, or he doesn't mm-hmm. look like uh. But fuck, You know, you know Young that fly. You know that joke uh, that people always the 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 comparison that everyone does like. Black people are not Africans. Africans are not black people. Yeah. Yeah. Asians and Asian Americans are not the same. And even within even within those two categories, there's levels. There's, you know, like, Koreans are not Chinese, are not Japanese, are not Cambodian, are not... And they're not the same. Yes and no. No, they're yes not. Yes and no. no. See, I'm telling you that it's not. Asia, okay. I'm telling you it's not. Uh, I, yes, you are right that they're not the same yes. culturally. Yes. But depending on the culture interpreting it... They can't just be the same. No, they they are not. They're oh, oh yeah, like as a, like sometimes outsider perspective. I, yeah, yeah, I have to tell jokes like that's not the same. And some people go yeah, whatever. Exactly. And you kind of go, okay, so that's saying, like you go okay, niggas from Atlanta, <laughs> niggas from LA, niggas from DC, yeah. they're all the same. And then everyone's what? Like no, 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 literally, you guys are the same. Just great. We don't even speak the same language. We don't have the same food. At all. At all, like saying a dude from Atlanta is like a guy, uh, any dude from Germany, like that's not the same. But it's the same yeah. comparison. Chinese people don't speak Korean. But you should, just to make it easier on us. Don't you think? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> negative. Why not? It'd be. It's like uh, was, was, uh, when I was taking classes, they said, uh, "Motherfucker, do you speak a second language?" Yeah. What do you speak? Corporate office. Yeah. You speak English. You want me to speak another language? I, I you speak, want us to speak another language and you don't speak a second language. I mean, but I speak the most dominant one. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I speak the one that's in everybody's house just about. Or is about to be. Corporate? Um, some type of American. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you want you want everybody to speak a second language, but you don't speak a second language. No, no, I don't. I'm so happy with... But it's just everyone should speak Chinese, like... Motherfucker, do you speak Chinese? No, although I am trying to learn Spanish, Duolingo, for my third time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm going to see how that goes. But nah, dude, uh, Spanish I, is easy. I would... I, Spanish is super easy. When you have people to practice with, you don't have people to practice with. Then. You're in D.C. You got all these Salvadorans. Just, just little so, spirit. I'm just walking up to El Salvadorans on the street like, hey, hey uh, learn a phrase. Gusto? Yeah, it, well, yeah, that's usually when you leave. Like, that's... Yeah, that, you yeah. know what I mean. But, but yeah, like, hola, como estas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, just whatever, you, you just keep on practicing the one or two phrases. They, they know you don't speak Spanish. But what they're going to do, they're going to give me that look. Nah, no me importa. Like you get that, when you walk into the, mira, the room. No me importa. Just, just speak it. Just do whatever you can. Pollo arroz. Yeah, por favor. 
Yeah, that too. Yeah, that's it. A little bit, a little bit of time. It's <sighs> that's like that's because you're not gonna learn if you don't practice it, and you don't practice it if you don't use it out. Right. And then like then then there's gonna say something else, and you figure out what they're saying, and then you gotta figure out how like and then you come next time you come back, then you're like it's a building block. See, yeah, see yeah. um, you know, uh, babusa, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever they're asking. True. I I guess it, that's one thing I don't like about DC compared to like other cities. As many cultures that are here, mm-hmm. they're not as present as they could be. Like yeah. New York, you know, New York is has New York, yeah. But even LA, LA has everything. But it's like if you don't want to see Asians, you just don't go to that part of the city. True. You don't want to see black people, you just don't go to Compton, Oakland, or, or yeah, like there's portions where you just like, oh, you might see a black person, but you're not seeing. You know, like right. Asians are just in that area. Mexicans are sort of everywhere, but you know where you can go. As diverse as it is, it's okay. like everyone's staying in their own corners. But DC doesn't have that though. That's that's the annoying thing too. Like mm-hmm. I wish I could yeah. interact with more cultures outside of just going to their restaurant. But the thing with DC, I guess compared mm-hmm. to LA, is that you can tell me if I'm wrong. There's groups or pockets of people literally just about in every part of the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't show. Oh, yeah, see, L.A., I, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there is, but yeah. it, it's really not. It's like, there's Mexicans everywhere, literally Mexicans, not not ironically Mexican. Like, there's Mexicans everywhere, but then there's places where it's like, everything's in Spanish, everything's in cash, you know, like, and there's sections where you're like, I don't know if I'm in Mexico or not. But then, six blocks out, you're like, oh, there's Starbucks and Whole Foods. So there's no Mex- no Starbucks in the Mexican neighborhood nah. of L.A.? Nah. What do they have? I don't know. Mucho gusto I, I, don't, I don't fucking go there. Or Chata. Why, but you speak it. Why wouldn't you go there? Because it's, uh, I, it's, it's not, I don't feel, it's not a place that I want to be. But you don't you want to be a man of the people then, when it comes to like, not even just you, but maybe your comedy. Like, that's how I feel I want to be. Yeah. I want to be able yeah. to interact with the common man at all times. Yeah. I don't and, and I've done, I've done sets in predominantly Spanish. You know, like I said, I said, uh. I set it up in English and the, in the punchlines in Spanish. Like, I've done that a lot. Okay. Uh, I have no problem doing that. Here or L.A.? In L.A. Okay. Yeah. You don't really have Spanish rooms out here. You have black rooms and you have other rooms, and that's All it. the Spanish rooms only book English-speaking people, and I don't get that. Because they've tried a couple. What you mean? Matt Dundas. You remember Matt Dundas? He had a room over near Columbia Heights. Okay. Uh, the Spanish room. It's like menus, sure. the food, regular patrons, yep. all... First language or predominantly, you know, yeah, yeah, Spanish, yeah. Mexican, whatever, uh, title fits, whatever right. thing appropriately. But everybody there speaks English. Habana Village, right? Mm-hmm. If they if they had their normal patronage, it's going to be a mix of white people and people that speak some sort of uh, Spanish yeah. language or, you know, what variation of that. Yeah. But the thing they tell you to do there is not pander. Is that what they say? Early on, it was a whole lot of don't do your jokes in Spanish. Don't do, mm. don't try to sing a lot of Spanish people because mm. maybe a lot of people that come there are yeah. green or green enough to right. where they won't trust them to yeah, yeah, yeah. try that and it'll come off as cheesy or yeah. disrespectful. It, it's always... It's, it's a lot of rules here. Yeah. But that's just because it, it's a, it's, it's an interesting scene. You're going to see rules. You know, you're going to see rules. There's always rules. There's always going to be rules. Like, that's where the money is. You go on late night. They want they want to see your set written word for word. 
that standards and practices bullshit. Yeah, and then they go, yeah, you can't use this word. Use a different word. You can't use this word. Don't use this. They want seven minutes so they can give you three minutes. You do seven minutes, and then they'll basically make it a three-minute set. But aren't you supposed to do five? More. They, it's usually seven minutes. It's usually seven minutes. No, I mean, on, 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 yeah. on taping. Right. As, as, le- as little as three. Who's done three? I've only seen five. I don't know. I'm just saying, like that's that's basically what they always tell you to, to be to be weary of. But it's like don't use this word. You can't say this. You can't say that. You can't so so when you go like when people are like, Oh, you can't you like uh what's his name? Tom Mango. Sure. Like, yeah, don't talk about Trump. And people go, Fucking bullshit. You fucking asshole. Like that's not a bad ask. Just Yeah, but I think that can also be built on like the anticipation of how people talk about Trump. There's usually not a lot of variation. There isn't. Yeah, but it's, it's not a matter of why he says it. I could care less why. It's a matter of people get upset that there's rules. I'm like, there's always rules. There's always going to be rules. When you do a corporate gig, there's oh yeah, there's always shit ton of rules. Oh, yeah. I believe it. Yeah. It's like, don't mention this. Don't mention that. You know. Fine. No problem. You go to you do a birthday. <laughs> don't say that. But yeah. You know, rules are okay. Rules just help you get better because you now know that you can't say these things. Yeah, at the same time, after a certain point, would you agree that it's more of a hindrance than a help? I don't. It's if you, it's the golden rule. The guy who makes the money makes the rules. Like It's his show. He put up the money. Whatever. I'm not running the show. If he's paying me, I'll do... Fuck it. Yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah. Do you ever, like, institute your own rules then during the show? Like, if I see a lot of people talking about Trump, for yeah. example, I won't touch on it. Even yeah, if I had something I wanted to work on, I'm but like, thing, I'm doing what I can to stand out yeah, uh, as best I can. I, I, like, if a lot of people are talking about Trump, I'll talk about Trump. Well, let me rephrase that. If I see somebody talking about a topic, a lot of times... I don't find whatever they're saying, and I and I don't find what they're saying is funny. Yeah. Then I'll say the same thing. They've already breached it. They've already explained it. So all I gotta do is like basically hit hit the punchline. Fair. You know, because you've already done the hard, heavy labor. Okay, you know that time when they told us to bang, but a uh, boycott Netflix, blah blah blah. Like now I can just go in there and go boycott Netflix. You know, like it's already been top. It's already been touched, and then I'm gonna hit them with a heavier punchline. Because his didn't connect. And you know where the crowd stands on it. So I yep. think it is an easy way just to, okay, let's like, go do what you're actually thinking. Yeah, like whatever, someone's churning butter. Someone's churning butter. Churning, yeah. And I just yeah, come in can. and just and put it put it on my bread. I don't have to do any of the work. Just, there it is, mom. Ugh. That sounds so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you do it, man. I just don't. Don't, how much does originality sound, uh, matter to you? It matters everything. Everything matters, originality. Yeah. Because... My thing is, like, I have to fight a different fight to get across my point. With karate. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> There's no other way to fight the best martial art. But, yeah, it's like... In, Kundo. He's that, up there. Fuck that guy. What? Fuck that guy. Hold on. Can we pause? I mean, record, but also pause. Why are you insulting the great Bruce Lee of all people? fucked up my life. Everybody has high expectations. Everyone thinks I can fight martial arts, and then when they get my ass kicked, I'm disappointed. Black people at the same time. 
No. Uh, Fuck that guy. Nope. No, I don't think you can disappoint us. You can only impress us. No, I could, I could whoop everybody's ass. Everybody goes, well, Bruce Lee did that. You go, fuck. They're not going to do that, though. That's that, Black people are going to like, oh, shit, that's Bruce Lee. Whatever, whatever. I They're not going to go, oh, I'm just he saying, didn't do it. That's that's how I feel. They either going to laugh at you or laugh with you. Yeah. that's I say fuck Bruce Lee. I say fuck Jeremy Lin. I say fuck anybody. I do everything that you think that... Cause, Everybody automatically seems like, oh, you must love Bruce Lee. Like, I don't fucking love Bruce Lee. Fuck it. He's like your... Is he? Martin Luther King, in a way. Really? What did he do? He helped breach uh, Asians into American cinema. Oh, and how does... How well... How has that helped in 2018? He helped... How does... How, what has that helped in 2018? Uh, all the martial arts spinoffs that have been lucrative since then. And how many of those are American? So you're going to tell me um, I have to do martial arts to be successful? Fuck him. I don't want it. No. I'm saying Bullshit. he got a... There would be no Harold and Kumar do White Castle no, without... That has nothing Bruce. to do with him. That has nothing <laughs> to do with him. There would be no Asian movies. There would be nothing to do with him. That's like saying slave owners should be your hero because if it wasn't, we'd be in Africa still. Uh, some people have said that. Yeah, that it, it doesn't work right. It, it doesn't translate correctly. No, it, it's... Morally... It's dumb. Logically, it can make sense, yeah. but logic without morals leads yeah. to corruption. So morally, I'm not a fan of Bruce Lee because because he <clears throat> fucked it up for my whole life. He fucked up your morals. Yeah. No, he fucked or up logically. He logically, he fucked everybody. Thinks I can fight. Okay. So growing up, everyone's like, oh, and then I be like, I don't do fighting. <laughs> I don't fight. But you should learn. Why? Do well, you do the, martial arts? I used to. I did uh, several did, years you of Taekwondo. Uh, hand injury. Okay, then, then just keep I on going. Just keep on going. Well, no. I See, started you, going to college after that. You can't tell me to do something that you don't do yourself. But I did do it. Yeah, so? I Without did it too. the inspiration of Bruce Lee. I did it because I had. Because I felt not like... not to get my ass kicked yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. So. So I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Okay, yeah. You do? Yeah. There you go. I guess you ain't want everybody to know that. No, it don't matter. It just, that's... It, I don't really think it's a martial art. It's more of a grappling. It's, right? it's, it's grappling. Yeah, but it helps when someone steps into you. But that's not a martial shot. art. It's more of a grapple. I'm just saying. It's an art. It's a self-defense. Sure. No. No, 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 no. No martial art is an art until you become artistic at it. Until you look at it. Uh, like, it's a martial skill. When did you start, boy? Did you just start? You don't have a belt, do you? I've been doing it for three or four years now. Okay, well, yeah, do you have some arts to you? I mean, you could be no, like because I just drill. It's not artistic. Like, well, you got to start with drills. But I'm saying bit. it's a martial skill. But anyways, I don't know where we're going. I'm just saying you're asking me to do karate or jiu-jitsu or something like You don't even do it yourself. Everybody, but I did. But it's, that's everybody's like, oh, you should do martial arts. Why? Because it's part of our culture. It's not part of my culture. No, I wasn't saying it for that. I was saying in case someone steps to you after a show. I'm okay with it, that. Because either that or have a gun. Nah, I'm good because I just don't fight. What, are you going to do run? Yeah, sure. Every time? Fuck it, why not? Every time? How many fights are you getting into? I don't know. I've never been on the road. Yeah, well... For like months at a time. I've heard there's plenty of I've heard plenty of stories from like other... Yeah, know. but that's... you got to understand, <laughs> on any given night, there's got to be... Uh, a thousand to ten thousand shows going on at once, on any given night across the country. Yeah, and you only hear about the the six data points. Uh, yeah, they're big data points though. Do you want to be uh, the next Stevie Brown? Like that's the thing everybody jumps to the next day after that happened. 
when uh you saw the yeah, video yeah, no, where saw he dropped on stage, tried what? to swing at him, couldn't yeah. get him, then he threw a chair through the mic. How, how, how many how many sets do you think Stevie Brown's done in the last year? In only one fight? How many things he's done? How many how many fights do you think he's been in in his whole career? On stage? One? I don't know. One? That's my first time hearing about it. Yeah, see, exactly. But it, like, okay. But you see what I'm saying? So it's like, you can't just, like, you get into one fight and you go, oh, well, I mean, that's just one data point off of thousands. I mean, I did 400, 500 sets last year. Not one fight. Hold up, where? Here. All here? Here, Baltimore, Philly. Hold on, so why is your goal only 300 this year? Because it's easier that way. Easier what? It's easier to do 300 sets. I mean, yeah, but it's not going to help build you as strong as a comic, potentially, depending on the but quality of the show. At some point, you got to go, if if you're spinning your wheels, you gotta, you got to put, put a stop loss to it. Spinning your wheels how? Because if you just keep on doing the same, just another set, another set, another set, and you don't have a goal to work for, you're just doing another set. And then what? You do 500 sets and you go, oh, let me do one more set. No, you do more set. You do a thousand sets. My boy Quincy Jones did a thousand sets in L.A. in one year. Yeah, he did a thousand and some change. Damn! Oh, that's like three a day. day every day. No Which, car. Ooh. How spread out are the mics there? Like, is it accessible? Like, like DC kind of is. If yeah, you're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Then you could do like three to five a yeah. weeknight. Yeah, yeah, be fine, and then but maybe a couple on the it, weekend. It's just a matter of like, to what. Because he didn't do, he didn't stop at a thousand. He he did like a thousand. I don't know. I don't remember the exact number. A thousand twenty, a thousand ten. Nice. You go. Oh, let that me just do one. another. Let me just do another one. Let me just do another one for what? But was he working in between? No. Working in the sense of trying to improve the set from the last one he did in any sort of way, like changing yeah, yeah, the course. order, that's, tags. That, that's what we always do. That's the only reason why. Well, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what game you're playing up there, but I play like. Like, you got to stay safe, new material, moving material around, trying yeah. to find new entry points, but you can't, I mean... Regurgitate. I, I, I mean, we know some comics that uh, you could do word for word. This shit's fucking sing-along. But, what I'm saying is... But we love you anyway, guys. Don't worry. Hey, if that's the game you're playing, go for it. I mean, polish that shit. I'll see you at the top. But what I'm saying is, why I'm doing 300? Because it did not... I found no pleasure in doing 400, I'm guessing 450, 460 sets. Was it because of how you did it or just the sheer number? Just 460 and 300 felt exactly the same. Were they, were the 300? Let's put it this way. I'm not getting booked anywhere else. Like I did 400 sets. It's not like it changed my life. But if I do 300 sets and I document it, at least that's a number that most people that are not aware, they go, oh, and I don't want people to watch 450 sets. I don't mind want them skimming through 300. But plus, gonna, plus, plus it's more marketable. 300, yeah, journey yeah. to 300. Yeah, but then it's like, then what? People are just going to expect more the next year unless sure. you completely change the goal. Well, the story, the story <laughs> and the journey is... I'm doing 300 sets. Watch it grow. You know, journey to 300. That's really it. Super easy, marketable. Yeah. Right? Marketable to who? Because then you got 
thinking of, uh, I guess, like, the business aspect mm-hmm. and how you market it, mm-hmm. it's also, like, who are you marketing this to and what are the, do you have, like, goals of benefits or outcomes you expect to see at the end of the journey for the year? Yes, if I can get more fans than when I started. If I can go more, uh, if I can go further out and go to places that I haven't been, like, in the country. By after. yourself or someone booking you to do it? Cause you can uh, always just go. That's something you always tell me. You can always just go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like booking. Like actually okay. going and filling a room. And you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. So if you've got no fans and you're going nowhere, you got to do something. So if I'm already doing these sets, you might as well as make it an investment. I mean, I'm recording the sets anyways. Yeah. For what? Why? Well, I mean... Old school thinking, and yep. I is and I, I I very much subscribe to older ways of the approach of comedy in terms of you go out there, keep your nose to the ground, keep working. Yep. Eventually, you'll get, you'll come across the right person. Which in this world of comedy that we live in now, with the Instagram, the YouTube, Twitter, all that I, stuff, I, you a lot want, of people make their own yeah opportunity versus it's free. <clears throat> What's free? Putting uploading all your shit. You just yeah, yeah, yeah. You, like Instagram. It's free. I was talking to Terrence last night. Terrence Hawkins, the Duke of Comedy. Check him out. Um, last night we were talking about that. And, uh, yeah, he, he's an old school cat. And I I, I blamed him for uh, the Instagram, the YouTube comedians, the Instagram famous, being able to come into our comedy clubs and booking it out and getting paid, even though they're not comics. I blamed him because comics like that have been around they left the door wide open because they refused to do these internet things. They refused to do the YouTube. They refused to do uh, what the ins- these YouTube kids are doing. Yeah. And these YouTube kids walked in the door, ate all of our food, and just putting their feet on our couches. And we allowed them because we were not willing. We aren't or they aren't? We, t- even now, the way we're talking about it, like, ah, these, like I call it YouTube, blah, blah, blah. Well, they're getting paid as comedians more than we are. Yeah, I think it's it's partly because of not only that people let the door open for them, but also social media itself has kind of changed mm-hmm. the perception of comedy. What we were doing in com- content. The way the comedy <laughs> business worked in the... 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000. Yeah. Is not the, it's never going back that way. I can't. Because... The world's too open, man. So why would we not... Like, if uh, somebody last night went to my website, they, yeah. find, they find shit. Great show last night, by the way. We were at Crofton Country Club. Country Club. Uh, it was about as white as you expected. They were fun. Uh, it was me, Lloyd, uh, Rob Mayer, Tom Myers... The Duke of Comedy, Terrence Hawkins. It, great show from top to bottom. Uh, those drunk white folks loved us. I swear. He, I don't give out compliments often. But Justin Brad did pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> I will take it pretty good. He, he went in there, pot shot it for 10 minutes. Fucking amazing. Amazing. But you'll never see the footage because he's never going to put it out. That's why we're having this conversation. Unless so, someone's willing to book me, in which you, case I'll happily... I'm going to upload it to YouTube for me. But if you go on my <laughs> YouTube, Loyally Comedy, you'll be able to see my set because I recorded it and I put it up. I'm just saying. You already put it up? Nah, it, it's coming up uh, in the next couple weeks. Okay. Couple of weeks. Sure, why not? What do you do with every? You upload every what month? I haven't even started uploading it yet. 
I'm just lazy. That's the problem with uh, me. Yeah, there we go. That's exactly. Problem, that's the problem with me, people. I'm lazy. Uh-huh. And he's only five feet. Two? How fucking tall do you think you are? I'm five, eight and a half, five, nine. Yeah, I'm five, six. Oh, shit. <laughs> five, two. In that chair, you're God like five, damn, two. five, two. Yeah. I'm just small. I'm just, uh, um, I wear five, two well. What's that Ian Edwards joke? Uh, Asian people all have big torsos. Uh, They're all upper body. That's fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, hopefully meet him one day. He's a hilarious dude. He's probably uh, the most slept on comic. One of. One of. I mean, there's him. To me, there's Greer Barnes. Greer, who yep. has one TV spot in the past few years, but deserves a lot more. Like, Yep. Uh, but enough about them. They're they're uh, way too famous for me right now. Ah, and, uh, but yeah. So so going back, like put everything out. I'm already yeah. filming it, and if I get, I'm gonna get zero views if I don't put it out for positive. Mm-hmm. If I get a hundred views, a thousand views, a million views, that's one more view than I would have gotten if I didn't put it up. Fair counterpoint. We've already addressed that there's different ways of mm-hmm. marketing yourself now. Right. Yep. Isn't just uploading what you're already doing to the internet a step further in what you're already doing, but not necessarily diversifying yeah, your but, approach to comedy. So, um, I mean, <clears throat> I feel like my approach to comedy should be changing every day, right? Sure. Uh, new jokes, new, new everything, trying to put it together. Yeah. And that's what comedy is. It's a living, breathing art. Um, you do have the podcast. Yep. Short, pale, and handsome. I do. On iTunes. Which I'm going to need your help with earlier because I cannot get this shit on iTunes at all. Like, okay. it doesn't read my RSS feed right, and then it keeps telling me my logo is too small, even though it's a 1600 by 1600. But that's a minutia between us, folks, as you were saying. Yeah, this part, that part won't eat. But, anyways, you go, uh, <coughs> you know. I get I get hit up when you come in here when you come in here you know it's one person asking me to come out to wherever they are yeah and okay well come here here's a video share it here's all my videos share it. you get to see the whole journey because uh, people are always afraid of getting their material stolen yeah and I'm okay with that because when people come see me I want them to see come to see me experience this like you could watch a football game on TV, but why is there a crazier experience when you go and see it? The views aren't that great. You don't get to hear the commentary. Like, it's it's messy, it's cold, but people love going to a football game. 30,000, 40,000 people show up to a football game 16 weeks out of the year. They can watch it from home. They can watch the highlights. They're starting to. Yeah. Because of the pricing. Sure. But, of course, like, that's one thing. I've, I've, I've always appreciated going to a live comedy show. Like, I can always laugh live at comedy. Yeah. When I listen to it or watch it on a computer zone, it's way harder to make me laugh because it's a different kind of atmosphere. Right. It doesn't have that same kind of personal and, connection. And when you, when you see it, like you said. Yeah, when you see a guy <laughs> destroy it online, you go, wow, that guy. And you watch it, you're laughing, but you go, that must have been must have been crazy like you're never gonna see that again like yeah that's never gonna be recreated so it's like i want people to come see me and experience like and have a conversation like i want them to have an experience where yeah you might hear some of the same jokes but it's like it's different because it's because i'm here it's live it's different you know you can't i'm not worried about the one joke that might get stolen i'm worried about not being able to be me i'm worried about 
what's that? What's that? Uh, Bible school song. This little this little, little light, light of mine. mine. I, I want to let it shine. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Because as a comic, you put this shit out on special. It's back to the drawing board. None of this shit is any good anymore. Okay. So why not just quintessentially burn the material that I have in in and create something? Fair. Okay. Would you say you write a lot of jokes then? Uh, no, I don't. And I think that's different. I yeah. think jokes are just if you're more of a jokey comedian, mm-hmm. and this is something I struggle with too. Like I don't like going up there and doing the same set every night. Of course Whether not. it's the order, whether it's the same punchlines and stuff, I literally just don't like repeating myself. Mm-hmm. The comedy is a living, breathing thing for me. It's a unique experience right. every time you go out. And that's, and that's kind of how I approach it. Sometimes to the detriment that I'm not working on material as long as I could be or should be mm-hmm. um, in terms of making them funnier versus like I'll have more entry points into a joke than I do have stronger punchlines right. just because I'm used to talking about the same stuff but not in the same exact way. So the chaos that I... Yeah, my views... <laughs> Is uh, are, there's chaos in this <coughs> life of duality yeah. where you have to polish something, yeah. make it good, yeah. which requires repeat. But so there's there's this uh, there's a story I always talk about. Um, it's uh, going to Disneyland, and then they'll have like um, a princess, uh, not a princess, uh, somebody in obviously a uniform standing ten feet outside of the bathrooms. And not Mickey. Not Mickey. It's just somebody in khaki shorts, polo. But oh, it actually looks like they work there. They for sure work there. Okay. And they're smiling, and uh, I'm watching them for like 10 minutes, and they go, oh, the bathroom's right there. Literally, they're standing 5 to 10 feet in front of the bathrooms, telling, answering the question that the bathroom is right here. Yes, the bathroom's right here. Yes, the bathroom's right here. The bathroom's right here. Yeah. Smiling the whole time. Yeah. And you go... Fucking and, robots. Yeah, after, after 15 minutes, <laughs> I'm like, I go up to like... You've been answering the same question, but yet you don't get tired of it. And she goes, yes, because I've, I've said it a thousand times today, but the, for them, it's the first time they've heard it. And so sometimes i got to approach the jokes like that. Yes, I've said it six times tonight, but for the first time, these people are hearing it. That is a great point to say that you should get out of the scene as often as you can then. Yes. Because if you're hitting up the same mics and stuff, that's where I start. That's one reason I can't do it as much. Mm-hmm. It's because if I'm going to the same mics and there's usually just comics there, yep. it's like, I don't want to do this Every for you because sen- I'm not trying to do this for right. you. Every since <laughs> I met you, I always tell you, like, DC is a launching pad. It's not a destination point. If you can get launched from it. No, if you, you, can get you, gotta, from you just got to be able to build up your skill set and be like the prodigal son and just leave. Ah. Uh, now, here's one thing I talk about with a lot of black comics is that in industries all over, mm-hmm. no matter how big or small you are, mm-hmm. there's only a finite number of people they put on in a race, for, and they have to be perceived as that prodigal son. That's the only way you can get on. It's either that or like just everybody respects you. I get it. And I would say but that could extend to other races. But definitely with black comics, definitely with black actors. Like, there's always only one black... You think, you're thinking comedy 1980. You're thinking comedy 1970. Who are the top I, I'm just saying, five if you, black s- s- actors you know of right now uh, that you've seen in movies that aren't older than 45? But that shit, like, that's an old school mentality. King Batch made his own fucking movie. King Batch is opening for Joe Coy. 
Sure. Kick like. Sure. We are. Instagram in, started at you eight. We are in a time. <laughs> no, I applaud them. Yeah, I yeah, applaud yeah. them in um because they saw an opportunity. They saw a whiteboard space and they fucking dominated. Oh, of course. Yeah. They said, "I'm not a comedian, but I can do better on a business side of comedy than you can," and they proved it. True. I love them. True. Like I want to be more like them. Because I have the skill set to do comedy. Taller and blacker? King Batch is not that tall. Yeah. No, he's not. I mean, you want to be more like it. Doesn't I, mean you have to be him. Oh, I was saying, I thought you were talking about, yeah. I'm saying, uh, that got weird. Um, <laughs> like, no, King Batch is not that tall. What is he? Uh, he's cl- he's, he looks taller. I think he's barely your height. Oh, shit. Hey, you need ever need a stunt double, Batch, uh... I can play up taller, darker you. Huh? All right. Yeah, okay, Back that got Lloyd. weird. That got weird. Nah. I'm just I'm just saying that you can't... Uh, it's a different time, man. It's a different time. And that's what I'm trying to tell people, that you get a following, you'll be undeniable. It's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I wasn't arguing against that. Okay. And when it comes to the powers that, that be... Do you selecting people to put on, not people carving yeah. their own lanes, which but I'm fully fill, trying to push more for. But if you can fill a room, yep. You just go. What promoter is not going to be like, ah, oh, yeah, fuck it. If you put it out there, I'll, if you can bring people, I'll, I'll put you on. Everything on the next level is a bringer show. But your own. Yes, but you could if like these internet stars. Sure. Yeah, I can go to Raleigh, North Carolina, and and uh, fill. 300 people for three shows, they'll book you. Why? Because you can fill that room. Yeah, you're making money. How is that not a bringer show? Wouldn't say it is. I mean, it isn't. Because um, uh, no-name comedy, uh, comedy, sh- uh, no comedy club in Iowa is not going to book you if you can only bring five people. But you fill that room? Yeah. Fuck, they'll figure it out. Ryan Davis. He fills the room? No problem. Ryan. Who's Ryan Davis? Exactly. That's this t-shirt. Who's, who is Ryan Davis? Oh, snap. Is, oh, that yeah, I, I got him and Ha Ha Davis mixed up for a minute. Okay. I didn't know they were two different people. Sorry, I, don't know, so I, was just, I, I don't know who Ha Ha Davis is. Ha Ha Davis. I uh, can't believe we're talking about him, but props to him. They're doing their thing. Uh, he's doing a show today in L.A., with mm. Chris Spencer, Marlon Wayne, JB Smooth, and shit. I'm like partially jealous, but at the same time, like, do your thing, dog. Hi, Davis is the dude that does the skits where it's him and it's like him versus his dad on the topic. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, no, Sean, you can't be. So, the issue that I deal with when it comes to talking about those internet stars and those skits, it's like, sure. I don't want to be known for a guy that I don't know maybe I dress up like my mom and we have a conversation oh you know? yeah that's... and then I don't want people showing up thinking that I'm, I'm gonna, gonna have a that. conversation with my moms like yeah um that's my fear at the same that well that's what I was trying to say earlier like it's it's the people that are willing to digest comedy now mm-hmm. are more open to different interpretations yeah. of the entertainment of comedy in in, in the way people <laughs> digest comedy now it's not that, like, it's tough. It's different because you you want to put together your 30-minute, and then you want to put together your hour. Yeah. And then, but 
how many people are really watch? How many people are really digesting it like that anymore? Like, they can't. Ali Sadiq, you know what? Ali Sadiq. Yeah, Ali Sadiq. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's at uh, DC Improv next week. Go check him out if you can. I got tickets. That's our. It's me and my girl's Valentine's Day present. We're gonna go see comedy. <laughs> I seen. I found out about him on. Uh, this is not happening. That jail. That jail. Oh riot. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mexicans got on boots. Yep. Oh, that joke was hilarious. Uh, but I was listening to a podcast he did uh-huh. a while back, and he said uh, what the the issues that internet comedians are going to face is that they can get on with the comedy, they can book the show, but they got to learn how to yeah fill up a full 30 minutes. Yep. Fill up a full 45 or however long they're booked for. And a lot of them are going to... If I was Peter and yeah. all, if, if I was uh, what's that girl's name from out here? Jess Hilarious. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. I was Ron Davis, if I was King Batch, if I was any of these internet stars, yeah. I would tour with actual veteran comedians, and it would oh, be yeah, yeah. it would be like Justin Brown and friends. I'm hosting. I'm doing ten up front. I'm doing some time in between, and then here's your here's here's your here's uh, the meat. Here's the meat. Thirty thirty five minutes. Pause. But yes. Yeah. Um. But, no, going back to the way people digest comedy, it's different. Because back in the day, people could do word for word, Andrew Dice Clay, know the name of the album. You know, they could could do, oh, you remember that album, blah, blah, blah. People don't remember what album jokes are from. They just remember the joke. Like, you go ask anybody, what's your favorite bit? And you go, oh, Chris Rock, uh, The Big Piece of Chicken. Which album was that from? Bigger and... No... The one after Bigger and Blacker, I think. People don't know. They just remember that that is their favorite bit. I remember, uh, what's the first thing? Damn. Bring the pain? Bring the pain. Yes. That's the one, I think. And they like, oh, what's your favorite Cat Williams bit? Um, I don't know, No Insurgents. What album? Uh, the one where they're in a green jacket. Hip Chronicles. Whichever one. But I'm not quizzing you. I'm just saying, like, that's how people digest comedy. They, Cat Williams, this is the joke. Chris Rock, this is the joke. So they're burnt, like, what else was on that, what else was on that special? What else was on that green jacket special of Cat Williams? Ah, Because there's so much content, though, right? It's it's like back in the day, you can go buy a CD, but that was the only way. It's the same amount of content. No, not access to content. So like back in the day, there was no Spotify, no YouTube. The only way to get content was to literally go purchase it. And not everybody was willing to go buy a whole store. Yep. You know what I mean? So you yep. had the one album you put on repeat. You had that one cassette you put on repeat. Running that shit back and front, mm-hmm. uh, front and back. Mm-hmm. That was that connection. Today, like I'm, I can admit that with music. I don't. I I, I digest so much music right. that it's hard to remember where things are coming from half the time. And, I just know I can go to Spotify, find the song, right, and go listen to it. You, you could listen to a song on Spotify a hundred thousand times, and that artist gets like a penny. Yep. So I'm okay with putting my material on YouTube, getting a hundred thousand views, and that's a hundred bucks in my pocket. But I'm okay. That's with, how that works. Uh, I mean, that's gorilla math, but basically, okay. yeah. Uh, but I know, like the musicians know, I'm putting out that free content, so you can spend that forty dollars to come see me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm okay with putting my material out there because you're gonna get something that you didn't get, as far as like joke wise. Yeah. But you're also going to get something that you can't buy off the internet is the experience of being there. True. You got to be able to put them in the seat in the first place. Yes. 
Totally but that. you gotta give, you gotta give, you gotta give, you gotta give, and then hey, come see me. That's Gary V. Jab, 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 hook. Give. Here's here's a here's a podcast. Give. Here's some videos. Give. Here's yeah. this. I'm in your town. Come see me. True. Why not? Because once they're there, it's like yeah. Yeah. Do what you want. And then Kevin Hart does this crazy thing where he owns all of his material. So let's go back. Crazy, brilliant, like Prince. Yeah, like he's one of the few. But let's go backwards, right? Sure. Comedy Central. Uh, don't quote me on this. Comedy Central, Showtime, whatever it was. He he signed the contract, got the money, filmed it, and then when he became famous, he turned around and bought it all back. Smart move, because it's on what Netflix now. So sure. he gets all the money from that. So let's go backwards. Yeah. Let's let's start at that. He goes, okay, well, if he had to go back and buy all of his stuff. Why don't I figure out a way to own all of my stuff from the beginning? And then, sure, uh, what's that um, Monique issue? Monique, $500,000 to do a special. Yep. It's only going to cost Monique $20,000 to film it? Twenty and fifty. Sure, let's say let's say fifty. Yeah. And then she can turn around and sell the, um, the streaming rights to Netflix, non-exclusive, Hulu, non-exclusive, sell it on her website. Five dollars a piece. That's what Faze I Love was saying. He was like, "Yeah, you don't even. For one, that's a lot of money because most people only get offered what three hundred thousand for a Netflix for a special in general. Yep. yep. She could take that money, do the Louis C.K. thing. Yep. Sell it online for five bucks a pop. And, and if he, and if she is as big <laughs> as she thinks she is, which yeah. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying she is or is it. I'm just saying if she's as big as she thinks she is. Yeah. That's a walk in the park. She could moonwalk to five hundred thousand and own the material and forever just keep on. Yeah. Two years Netflix, I'll take that hundred thousand dollars. Two years Hulu, I'll take that whatever hundred fifty bucks, hundred fifty thousand dollars. True, but she willing to sign off everything for a million dollars short money, when she could be making well over that long term money. She's old school. She's thinking old school. True, I don't know how you change it except you just want to change it or you yeah. accept it. No, I let them play that game. <laughs> no, I mean yeah. them. Oh, uh, yeah, someone yeah. who thinks kind of stale like this is the way it should be if they're getting paid this I should get paid this there is no other way to go around it like that's one thing I'm definitely trying to break I don't want to end up I want to end up in Monique's shoes just not at that point maybe right. like Parker's point yep yep and and the thing is like uh, and I was talking to uh, Terrence about this last night and sure. he goes yeah this internet YouTube thing is only gonna last uh, internet YouTube stars not yeah, YouTube yeah. Itself, but the stars taking our money taking our time that's only going to last for a couple of years. And I go, yes, you're absolutely right. But then it's going to shift to the next thing. And as yeah. comics, if we're still here, it doesn't matter how long that lasts. It's not going to shift back to where we are. Yeah. And by the time we decide to jump on the train, go, okay, let let me go. It's or, the, the attention's already moved on to the next thing. A lot of game of catch up. Because we decided back in the 90s, back in the 2000s, this is the way it's going to be. This is the way it's always going to be. Yeah, I mean, you had a 40-year history mm -hmm. of how the business works mm -hmm. before it changed in the early yep. 2000s, so it's like it's like with football. They're trying to make the game safer now after knowing for years, almost 100 years, that it was brutal, brutal. it was yep. it was going to cause trauma and all that stuff. It's this slow game of catch-up that's not going to meet the demands of the fans soon enough that could be its ultimate demise. If you, like, I remember <laughs> reading a quote... Um, about Mitzi Shore, owner of the comedy club. Sure. Uh, comedy store, store. excuse yeah, me. Yeah, LA. Owner of the comedy store. And there was a time in the 70s when people just showed up. It didn't matter who they put on. 
It was like, yeah. it's Saturday night, I'm going to the store. That was comedy then. Then they're like, oh, fuck it, I just need to be funny. Fuck it, that's it. And then it got like, oh, if Richard Pryor was in town and I promoted Richard Pryor's in town, I'm going to sell through more tickets faster. True. Then they go, oh, well, then you got to bring a crowd. Now, whatever they take, but everyone's like, nah, I just, I'm just going to be funny, I'm just going to be funny. Some people are still stuck. Ah, if I'm funny, it'll work. What, what business? Oh, I'm just going to make t-shirts and not do anything else with it. They'll sell. They're sell. How? You gotta put you gotta put the work into not only putting together a great product, yeah. but you gotta figure out how to get systems in place to put that product out. But we are stuck in the ah, I'm just gonna be funny. Ah, I'm just gonna be funny. And I believe I still feel to a degree that can work, but percentages are yeah. slim to none. I think you have to be funny enough. Whatever that <laughs> means. Funny enough. Yeah. Because if you're not funny enough, then you're not going to get booked again. Yeah, and that's or, or, why... Because yeah. people aren't going to show up. That's the thing. They're not going to show back up for you. Yes. Like, that's one thing I'm always worried about. I don't mind not doing a lot of clubs. I don't mind right now. Yeah. I don't mind doing a lot of book shows right now. Not that I want to get booked. Feel free to hit me up at Black J. Brown. I just want to make sure that when I am expected to deliver a product... Hmm? that I feel confident I can deliver it. I don't want to promise people, hey, I can make 100 deliveries in a week in, the, in my car, and right. I know my car is broke. There's right. no way I'm going to be able to do that. And, and I think um, comedy is that weird thing, at least in my experiences, is you don't know you can do it till you do it, and just because you can do it doesn't mean you can do it every night. Like last night. Yeah. It's a comic. Everybody did great. We're not, we're not going to... No, everybody uh, did great. You're right. Everyone did great, but some people did not as great as everybody else. And comics, you know, you could tell that he just... Off night, whatever. His shit yeah, wasn't yeah. working, but you know he can do the work. Yeah. So the issue is like, he... You can do... You don't know you can do it until you do it. And just because you can do it, doesn't mean you can do it every night. That's because yeah. it happens. Yeah. So, I would rather take that gamble... <sighs> Especially me on myself now is like fuck it, I'll do it. Terrence goes, hey, you want to do twenty minutes? I haven't done twenty minutes in a while. But you've done it. I've done it. You just don't do it consistently. I don't do it consistent. I do it inconsistently enough to where you go, fuck. I better be able to do it. Yeah. That is it. That's how you build a set. At least that's how I build a set. Yeah. Hey, Justin, do two minutes, ten minutes. Okay. All right, I guess I have a ten minute set now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By yeah. the end of it, what, uh, you know. That's literally how I build a set. And I've done it, but just because I've done it doesn't mean I can do it. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the one thing I've always appreciated about comedy, and one thing we'll never, I think, ever be able to escape from, is that it truly, it's like wine. Mm-hmm. It takes time to mature. Yep. And that's how, to the to the benefit and detriment of a lot of people who pop fast, either you're, you're going to have to invest harder sooner, or invest more sooner. Yep. Or... Fall on your face. What's that? As soon as you get to your fifteen minutes. What's that? Um, that musical term, sophomore curse, sophomore slump, sophomore. No, that's football. Sophomore slump. Sophomore slump. Yeah. yeah. It's also music because it takes you, uh, let's say, twenty years to put your first album together, and you put it really? out there. I mean, you know, you start singing and you're, you're writing these songs, so you've you have this long leeway of nah. putting your material together, and then unless you're Beyonce, Rihanna, this first album was fifteen, I think. Yeah, but they were with this. Destiny Childs. One of them. But yeah. anyway, you, what I'm saying is, you have your whole life 
to that point where you get that record deal and then you sign and you put your first album out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so let's say that's 15, 20, 30 years yeah. and then you've got quintessentially a year to make all new shit. That's that's where a lot of comic like I feel bad for a lot of these Netflix comics because <laughs> they put together, you know, whatever, 20 years of comedy yep. or 20 years of life to put together an hour 45 minute comedy. Yeah. And that was the product they put out. But no, um, and then and then now they talk about Dave like that. That was rude. rude. And then they've got to put together their shit, a whole nother shit in the next what year or so. I Within mean, two to three, like uh, Steve Byrne, hilarious. Yep, he he does. I think every three years. Yeah, but Steve Byrne is a you know he's he's a, he's a great. Yeah, he, I, I consider him one of the greats because he can like fil- Asian greats. No, or I think great, he's one of the greats. Current, okay, one of the period greats. or currently. Currently, okay. like like okay. $40 in your pocket, last $40, gun to your head, who are you going to go see? I say, if someone said C-Burn, I go, I believe it. Okay, I wouldn't be mad at you for picking that. Yeah. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but right. I wouldn't be mad at it. But if someone said Steve C-Burn, I go, I could see that. You know, you see some other things, you're like, meh, meh, I don't know about that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Bird, I, I, I consider him one of, yeah, one, of the, one of the greats doing it right now. Yeah. Um... And he does it in a suit. That's not branding. If that's not branding, I don't know what is. I mean, yeah. I think white guys ruined it with their fucking hoodies, personally, but they took the style out of comedy. I think style was always there. Just that white guy just... Yeah, but I think if you're going to do hoodie, you got to do hoodie all the time. Everywhere, all the time. Yeah. For, I won't say forever, but let's say forever. Gabriel Iglesias. He's the... The white shirts. Yep. Forever. That's always been him. Shorts and Hawaiian shirts. I don't know how he does that shit in Alaska, but yeah. I don't care what I temperature mean, he, the room is. He's a big dude. He runs pretty hot, I would assume. Even still, man. It's like, he doesn't even, he's not even covered in hair. Yeah. He's funny because Gabriel is uh, fluffy, if you guys don't know. Fluffy yeah, you should. Is, was my godson's neighbor. And my godson's mom... I, I would only go over there during, like, holidays, Christmas or Thanksgiving. How old was, how old were you when this, when this happened? I had just started comedy, so it must have been, oh, you, you know, and I know Gabriel's a great guy. Uh, he takes people on the road with him, takes good care of them. Yeah, uh, puts he, out their specials. I know he's put out a few people's yep, specials. Yep, he's one of the great guys of comedy, you know. Yeah. Um, And I would go over there. And she's like, oh, you're doing comedy? Yeah, you should talk to uh, 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 Fluffy. I'm like, talk to Fluffy? I was like, hey, oh, you want to play basketball? Talk to talk to Kobe. You're like, what? And I'd be like, uh, you know, I think. And she'd point out of her kitchen window directly into his kitchen window. And you'd see Fluffy right there. He goes, yeah, go, go talk to him. He's right there. Like, what the? And I never I never had the boss to say it. Oh, and so, do they still live next to each other? No, they don't. Damn. Which, oddly enough... My godson moved. They're like, ah, fuck this neighborhood. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, how, oh, what? What yeah. neighborhood is bad that Fluffy lives in? No, I imagine it's everything not, he it's lives in is bad. like Candyland. It's, it's, it's the best place to live in the city that they live in. In Cali? In the state that they live in. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm not going over there. It's fucking Thanksgiving. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just... Kicked out the door and be like, hey, I'm a comic a year in. Oh, no, that would be, ooh. Yeah, that's why I never did it. But 
If I ever see Gabriel walking around, I'd be like, oh, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> it was me. She was pointing at you through the window. Oh, you saw. Was that? You saw. I'm sure. It's like they, it was, they literally live next to each other. Like, what is that? Like yard, fence, Seven yard. feet, eight feet from wall to wall. Oh, I thought it was like housing. Like no. a house, and then yard, and a fence. Yeah, like a house. Yeah. A house. And then a house. And then, like, a little bit of walkway of a lawn that separated, you know, was it, eight feet? Oh, like in Boys in the Hood, like right there yeah, next not, to each other. Yeah, it's just a house next to a house. It's not a row house, though. Not a row house, but, but it's like a house next to... Yeah, it's yeah. a house next to a house. Literally, like, from where I was standing in her kitchen to where he was standing in his kitchen, 20 feet, 30 feet. Damn. I don't know. I'm, I'm horrible at math. But I'm just saying... One of the ironies of life. If folks. your neighbor was pointing at you <laughs> out of their window into your window, that's how close I was. Damn. But yeah, every 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 Thanksgiving she was pointing at you through the window, she was pointing at you for me. Yeah. Awkward. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't I don't blame you for not meeting them, but goddamn would that have been an opportunity. Yeah. Um, I mean um Have you ever uh, spoken to one of your heroes? Yeah, I, I opened for Russell Peters. What'd he say? Um, said a lot. He asked me when I got off stage, what happened? And I go, uh, I don't know. <laughs> that, that's how you, I think that's how you know you did well enough when they fuck with you. When you're oh. coming off stage. Like, if they don't fuck with you when you're coming off stage, like, if they don't talk to you, you know you fucked True. up. You know you True. fucked up. That's, that's all I want at the end of the day is, well, no, not the only thing, but I do want my peers' respect. Yeah. Like, there's the, hey, good job, dog. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's, you like you could get that. That's a there's a wide range. Like you did okay enough. You did your job. Yeah. You cut it off stage. You go good you job. Got the bag. Made it out. Right. No that's problems. Right there. But when no comic talks to you, it is, feels like a fucking walk of death. You fucked up, son. Like when you have to go talk to other. Comics. Yes, and then they go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta. I gotta go buy a beer at the bar. No comics buy beers at the bar. <laughs> like uh, like last night. Ah, uh, dude, maybe last night. I don't know. Did you did you talk to him that much? You didn't. You didn't talk to him. I don't normally just talk to people. Though. No, you did. He, he came up to you since the, and you were on your phone. No, you didn't even look up. No, he came up to you. <laughs> yep. And I kept my phone down. Yes. I kept my head in my phone. I, I get a fist bump. I go, yeah, that was something. Boom. Yeah, and I thought he was coming to talk to me. But he, he, did. Was, he walked past. He said something to you and you didn't even look up. You he just, didn't say anything to me. He did say something to you. No, because I talked to him later. I talked to him later. Okay. Just like yeah, cordially, just, you know. Hilarious. I, I had a conversation, is all I'm saying. Okay. okay. Uh, didn't shut anybody out. That would be rude of me. But it's like, like we already went up. We already did our sets. But comics don't want that bad juju around them. They're like, ah, no. Well, did you? Oh, yeah, you, we had already gone. Yeah. So that's why. Yes. That's almost, like, I don't want anybody talking to me really before I go up. Like, yeah. especially the set before. I get it. Trying to figure out what's going on in the room now. Yep. And see what I have in my arsenal that I want to bring up, bring out, Give it to make me. sure I can execute as properly I and as accurately as I can. But, yeah, afterwards, I mean, I'm open to conversation, but... <laughs> you weren't. If the show's still going on. <laughs> no, no. Here's another thing, too. I was listening to who was on stage. Okay. I was listening to them. <laughs> okay, I thought it was funny. I saw it. I saw it because I was sitting next to you. Oh, okay. That's... I wouldn't, like, no, I'm not... Uh, hey, hey, I have enough... It's easy for me already, enough as it is, to yeah. turn people off. I'm not going to go out of my way 
to I got do you. it. I got you. I got Unless you. they ask but, him. But outside, outside looking in, it was kind of funny. Because we always think that. Like, as comics, if you don't... It, if somebody doesn't do well... Yeah. Or somebody does really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, abnormally well, I think all comics will watch how they get off stage and what they do and who goes up and talks to them, who doesn't talk to them. I think so. Because if you do abnormally well, you want to see all the people that you think are funny, see who which one of those go up and talk to them. You know, like, like, I think you're funny. And if you go up and you talk to somebody that uh, just crushed, like that... Off stage, you mean? Off stage. Okay, yeah, yeah. Off stage, he gets off stage and you go up and you talk to him you go, oh... Justin Brown gives him the voucher. Got it. You know, he vouches for him. Oh, he thought he was funny. That guy thought he was funny. So it's always interesting to watch comics after they get off stage to see who else goes up and talks. But when somebody does abnormally wrong, uh, abnormally bad, you kind of want to see, like, who's the sorry motherfucker that's going to get talked to this time? Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm on low-key snickering right now. I'm not ignoring it. I am... There's always dudes that are just nice, though. Yep. That'll tell you good set no matter what. Yep. And that's one thing I try to make sure I don't do. I don't tell people good sets anymore. It's either I enjoyed your shit or, hey, man, good to see you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you right. Um, I. Oh, yeah. How much time do you have? Sorry. Oh, no, I got, I got time. I got time. I just, right, I cool. just need to punch something. I just need to return a, a phone call. Oh, not a phone call, but... um, No, I think... uh. I am trying to find a medium point where you just say, indeed. <laughs> like, so it goes, I was like, whatever the equivalent to indeed is like, I, you went up there, I saw you, you are now here, indeed. I, I don't have, I don't just know what. Just a nod, man, just give him a nod. Yeah, well, you just know. Bump. The issue with me yeah. is that. Most people know that I've been doing comedy for a while. I've I've, I've done some things. And sure. So a lot of the Got younger credits. yeah, a lot of the younger comics will come directly up to me and like try to get feedback, and I don't blame them because that's what we all do, right? But how do you tell a young comic like your shit's hack? <laughs> you don't. You don't because you gotta start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. So indeed, yeah. <laughs> I saw you see me see you up there, and now I see you in front of me. Indeed. Yeah. You know, like, because you can't, like, if a younger comic tells another younger comic your shit's hack, your shit's garbage, you're not funny. Yeah. I think that's easier to take than a guy that, like, you are literally going up and asking, like, yeah. what did you think? Like, like I'm you not... have a fantasy going on in your head, like, oh, he's going to tell me I did fine and I can work on this, but he really enjoyed me and thinks I have potential. Right. I lived that fantasy, and I squashed that as soon as I realized that's what was going on. Yeah, it, it, take the reverence out of it. And I know what it's like to be that young guy. I, I how long have you been doing it? Six years now. Okay. And I know what it's like to know for fact yeah. I did horrible, and I'm going up to somebody that I look up to and be like, ah, what'd you think? Oh, and, I avoid them. You still go talk to them? No, I avoid not the a, shit out of people. Not, not fucking that. Like, and people come up and tell me, oh, you did a good set. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, good set too. Like I haven't gone up yet. Exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> That's what fucking uh, Tony Woods does. Yeah, you just said, man. Yeah. You're like, I'm... Tony, I just walked in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Tony Woods, yeah, yeah, you went up there and did your thing. And like, 
I I, I haven't the, the yeah. show hasn't started yet, Tony. We're not even <laughs> we're not even at a show, Tony. <laughs> with the red with the red derby. I don't <laughs> I don't know I don't know what you're saying. But yeah, like because uh, uh, I know what it's also like to like you're starting and you just need. Yeah, just keep, just no, just keep on needed. Just keep on doing your thing. Keep on doing your thing. Just yeah, keep on yeah, doing yeah. it. Keep it. And like, how do you tell a kid like, bro? I don't know how you're gonna fix it, but just, you just, don't. You yeah. don't. I mean, what I do now is if people come up to me and they ask them one of my opinion, on a joke, or what did I think? Unless it's someone I'm super close to that I, I can mm-hmm. trust that I can be vulnerable with them as they're being vulnerable with me, mm-hmm. and they'll accept it as such, and we'll take it a certain way. I'll be like, hey, you record your set. Like, all right, well, dude, just make time next time. Make sure you record your set, listen to it, <laughs> yeah. see where you get the laughs. That's the yep. stuff you want to keep. The other stuff, either work on it or trash it. Yep. I didn't really catch your set because I was doing the, something else. But yeah. there's a, there's a couple comics, <laughs> a small handful of comics that'll do that. Like, record your set and then ask me a question about it after you listen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I'm not like gonna I'm not gonna tell you what I thought off the bat. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I try to be helpful, but I'm not going to be that overbearing, like, hey, good set, this is what you need to do. Like, yeah, nobody yeah. wants to hear that shit. I mean, I did that my first couple of years, but, well, I, and there's a lot of people I look up to in this scene and still do, and I would go up to them, like, hey, mm-hmm. do you have just, like, well, one thing I always love is, like, advice right. and guidance, you know what I mean? I've always had to, like, pave my own path. And I think, I think if you're going to do that, you <clears throat> yeah. gotta let the guy know ahead of time. Be like, hey, Justin. Yeah. Can you take notes on my set? Oh, I guess you mean that specifically. I just meant in comedy in general. Oh, oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. Comedy yeah. advice uh, so from vets. Co- comedy advice from me to anyone out there that's going to ask other people for... Yeah. Ask them to, hey, I'm about to go up. Can you take some notes? Because if you ask me for notes after you got off stage... Yeah. Like, uh, fuck, I wasn't listening. You know, I, I yeah. wasn't, and not, and if I was listening, I wasn't listening for the note portion of it. True. Yeah. It's hard to, hey, if you're going to ask that too, just do understand, as a person who does co-host a room, uh, asking the host that could be a tall task, because we're not only competing with... Don't ask the host. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I might try to listen for a joke or two, but there's literally too much going on, I think, to compete with. Find someone else you respect, and who you think is actually going to listen, if you want their notes, sometimes, yeah, some it's people, you. It's a your personal yeah. judgment call. You can't trust everyone's opinion, but that's that's your path to figure out. I think. I maybe it was my upbringing, maybe it's just who I am, but I feel like I'm I'm my worst critic. Oh, but you gotta be. You have to be. I I get skeptical when I see. Oh, you're your worst critic. How come you get on me when I beat the, <laughs> beat the shit out of myself after every set, even if it was decent? Because it's funny to me. Ah, fair enough. I All find, right. I find right. entertainment in that. As long as you're not being a fucking hypocrite. No, no, like, uh, I think that you have to be your worst critic, but also I think, like, if you do well, I know what it's like to do really well and then just go, well, ah, uh, and then talk myself off of, off, off the podium. Yeah. You know, sometimes, like, comedy, you're gonna have a lot of ups, but you're gonna have a lot more way downs. So oh, you, yeah, yeah. you kind of have to, like, yeah, not the greatest but I had a good set. If As long as you are, like, I had a good set. Cherish that good set. Now, if you're like, oh, I fucking destroyed an open mic. Uh, come on. What are we doing here, people? Depends on the mic, but yeah, generally, no. You can't do that. Yeah. You're year in. You, you, I've never seen you crush. I've seen you get chuckles. I've seen, and then you're gonna, like, you destroyed 
a room full of eight comics at 11 p.m. at night. I don't know if I can really trust your judgment of anything at yeah. this point. Well, I mean, that's getting back to what we were talking about earlier, though, is like that's the importance of travel. Yeah. Travel allows you to see if your shit actually works. And I think there was a comic talking about it, like, no more DMV comedy, I'm just going to do comedy. What does that mean? I don't know what that, I know what it means. It means, like, you got to stop making uh, DC cultural references that people from West Virginia are not going to get. I mean, then you just don't do those jokes there. Why would you take the culture out of, that's what, back to what I was saying about DC. Mm. DC has a culture. We all, everything has culture. Everything has culture. The problem with Boston comics in the eighties <coughs> and nineties. Oh yeah, they only talked Boston. I mean, New York has historically and still, I think, does that now. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. But at least New York is. It's also New York. It's also New York. Yeah, DC is not really a landing place for anything other than government. Yeah. So my thing is, you should always be able to talk to, you know millionaires sitting at the Crofton Country Club on a Friday night. Yeah. And then you need to be able to do Union Town Bar and Grill in Anacostia. Or martinis on a or, Friday. Or martinis on a Friday. Or, or, Proud, or Proud Mary's on a Saturday. Or, yeah. Like, you need to be able to do both. But I think that if you can do comedy and sprinkle in... Like, when I go out of town, like, I'll try to figure out something about the college close by or try to yeah, find yeah, out yeah. about, like... I don't know, whatever. Is the Walmart 24 hours? Where's the Waffle House? Where do people go? Like, I'll find little things so I can take my jokes and then make those local references. True. But I'm not making local references as the joke. Yeah. Yeah, it helps, I guess, make them feel like home a little bit. Like, I am not trying to be a one-night hitter quitter, leave you, leave you in the morning. Like, I took the time to listen to... Get to know you. Yeah, I got to know you. So like a real first date. Yeah. Like a real first date. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Because, so we go, oh shit, he knows us. Yeah. I know that your Walmart's 24 hours, but... It's still a Walmart. Comedy is... <laughs> comedy's a bunch of parlor tricks. Comedy is a, 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 a gauntlet of parlor tricks. Hmm. You kind of, like you know this is gonna be funny. You know this is gonna be funny. You know like there's but this. Do you? I do to a degree. To like it, the audience is gonna dictate what's funny to them. Yep. But you should already know what's funny. You gotta play the numbers. Yeah. You know that's what practice takes. Yeah. And then you go like I ask questions, and I think we had a conversation about this last night. Like I ask questions, but I already know ninety nine percent of the answers that I'm gonna get, and I've already written to those responses. True. So I do like an Asian uh, superhero joke, and I ask them name it good Asian superhero, and I know nine and point nine percent of the time, uh, nine point nine times out of ten, someone's gonna yell Bruce Lee. I know what he, I know what I'm gonna say. I someone's gonna yell Jackie Chan. Someone's gonna yell. There's like twenty different answers, and I know how to respond to all of them. How many times have you got well, <laughs> Pikachu? Late last night, scream Pikachu. I was like, God damn. Twice. I've gotten it twice before last night. That's why I was like, that's... I don't think you know... That's uncommon. Yeah, I don't think you know what a superhero is. I know he's yellow. Well, but, she said Pokemon, but yeah. we all knew. Right, right, right. <laughs> the yellow one. Yeah, you just go, uh, I don't think you understand. But, you know, and then you then you got to write for jokes to be like, you might get a haymaker from left field. Yeah. You just got to know how to, like, shut it down. Like, yeah, that's not even... 
Whatever. What, whatever the answer is. I'm trying to remember. That's what Dick Gregory used to do when mm-hmm. he was working out at clubs and stuff. He had his wife hurl insults at him. Oh, and shit. And he would practice retorts. Mm-hmm. So when people did it at the clubs, he ah, was just always... Yep. yep. And, same and, kind of vein. Good shit. And you got to figure out how to shut people down without offending them. You got to figure out how to shut people down quickly. Yeah. Cleanly. Yeah. Quietly. You know? And move on. Uh, one comic was complaining about how she engaged a, co- uh, a heckler. Yeah. And I was like, listen, you engage them just enough to shut them down and you do it as fast as possible. Whatever they're going to say, not relevant. You know, so yeah. I'm going to go out there and I'll say something and somebody says something, I'll go, I do speak English, bro. I don't even know what you're saying. Obviously, they're speaking English and the irony is that I You're don't, the one saying it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a minority telling a white guy to speak English. You know, like, that's the joke. And then at that point, that will usually shut him down. But I'm not insulting him. I'm just saying, yeah, that's not even English, bro. And you keep on moving. Would you say that's the best? Is that your own advice to you? Or is that the best piece of advice you've gotten? Uh, that's my <laughs> advice that I give to people dealing with hecklers. Well, in terms of, like, figuring that out. Oh, figuring that out? Yes. The advice you got or advice you, I guess, culminated within your own experience? That's what I've culminated with my own experience. What's the best piece of advice you ever got? Um... I don't know. I don't... You can go business of comedy or the practice of stand-up? Um, practice of stand-up, <laughs> the, you, can never do no, you can never do enough sets. Of course. Right. Yeah. But um, that was good when you're coming up. And then there is a, a point of diminishing returns. Sure. You know... Um, like that's a thousand what, sets with Quincy. Right. Th- that's why I'm doing 300 sets because uh, 300 is a great marketable number. You know, it's a lot of... The, Good uh, movie. It's a great movie. It's marketable. Also, if you hit, if you bat three hundred, that's Hall of Fame numbers. In baseball, which is that's baseball that's, is that's the annoying me- ass sport. Baseball is the metaphor for life. You can make any life situation a metaphor. Uh, you can yeah, you can make any situation in life uh, a metaphor for, uh, from baseball. Like if you spend four hours doing something, someone's gonna win. Yes. No. <laughs> Uh, do you know, like, I, know. I, I, have a, I have a baseball joke where yeah. it basically says that nobody knows how long a baseball game is. That's why it's the national pastime. Because you don't know, because your wife will never know how long a baseball game is. Or how much time has passed. Yes. Hey! Like, you have to explain baseball to her for her to understand what time you're going to get home. Just baseball or sports in general? No, because sports, football, right? There's an actual time, there's quarters. There's quarters are 15 minutes long. Sure. It's it's a little bit longer cool, than that, though. but baseball, yeah, baseball, it's like it's unconventional. There's nine innings. What is the significance of nine? No idea. How long? Three outs. How do you get three outs? Well, and then it's it's very complex. Like we've been trying to explain baseball to people in general for the last two hundred years and it hasn't been successful. We're still guessing. Baseball is easier to interpret than hockey, though. I would say. Yeah, I mean, outside of the goals and innings or That's whatever, it. the don't be a dick. There's too much deadlines. Yeah, the yeah, all well, that, that shit. Well, every sport is complicated, but if you watch <clears throat> soccer, I don't know. If you watch soccer, it's the same. Soccer is easier, I think. Yeah, no tripping. Eleven on eleven. Yeah, exactly. No tripping. Stay out of my eyes and my balls. Yeah, five on five. No and hockey's hands. five on five. There's a goalkeeper. I mean, it's similar. The only thing is like. It's the only sport that they, they substitute on the fly. 
Because they're really only playing yeah. like two, two and a half minutes. And then you get subbed out. But it's like any sport. You can't just go in there and go, oh, I know everything about it. You gotta yeah, yeah. watch it. You gotta, you gotta respect it. I went to a Capitals game, and it was like $12 a ticket. It was Versus fucking who? amazing. The Bruins? Uh, no, fuck it. The uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, Hurricanes? Yes. Okay. Yeah, don't do that to my man Cam Newton. It's too cold for him to be on the ice. Uh, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Carolina Panthers. Uh, Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes. Carolina. It was like $12, $13. But nosebleed? Yeah, but it's a modern stadium. There's not a bad seat in the house. Especially if you don't if you don't know what you're doing. Like, if you don't know what you're looking at, yeah. the higher up, the better. So you can see yeah. more, more of... When you're up close, you have a hard time following the puck. When you're up, you go, oh, you're just literally looking at where everybody is going. Like a video game. Like you can... Very much like a video game. Fair enough. Um, yeah, baseball's tough. I get it. You know, you get stuck in the outfield. I mean, have fun with that. I mean, you're getting paid to stand outside for the day. Drinking? Uh, yeah, I mean, you could just... Oh, you mean as a fan? I thought you meant as a oh, player. Oh, no, like, no, 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 Like, as, as a fan, I mean, there there are a lot of not good seats in baseball. Yeah. Basketball, baseball, oh, no, basketball, football, hockey, there's not a bad seat in the house. True. The unless hi, the unless higher there's up, someone too tall in front of you uh, and shit. I'm 5'6". There's always somebody taller than me. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so the best advice business <laughs> is... is uh, the best advice for business of comedy is get your rejection emails up. Get like if you have not gotten a thousand rejection letters, that means you haven't put out at least a thousand emails. I haven't. Right. Why is that important? Because if you don't put emails out, you're never gonna get booked. People are not like no one is here to save you. Nobody is gonna come. I wanna be saved. Yes, I, I need a hero. No, you need to be the hero. So you email right. people. What's it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. That's the crazy thing. Shoot the emails out. Shoot Go them out. Go to your local Starbucks. Steal a person's MacBook for a minute. Send that fucking email. EPK. Put the EPK out. Uh, That's the hard part. The whole having to put together a resume. Yeah. For a comedy, different from a resume. But the same, but even better. Because a resume for a work, yeah. there's no pictures. Fucking throw all your pictures on the fucking res- uh, on your EPK. Come on. Right, so I'm going to look that up later. Like, yeah. you need to put pictures on your EPK. You have to. Like, it's required. Well, at least one, right? I know you have to have your headshot or some kind sure. of... Sure, it doesn't matter. Just fucking, you're black. That's what you look like. Right, so I put up a picture of a black circle. What else? Sure. And then anything that you fucking, it doesn't matter. They want to see your reel. They, they look at it and go, okay. In a reel. In a reel. That is also a thing. That's hard to do. I get it. I get it. But this is the cost of, this is the cost of play. Yeah. You know, um, if you don't send out a thousand emails are you really trying? If you go to a club yeah. and you're trying to get laid, how many girls are you going to talk to? Three at minimum. At minimum. Before I start to get annoyed, and it depends on how annoyed I get after that. Right. But, like, you? if you're thirsty, yeah. like, you see these dudes, they talk to everything in a skirt. 
and they are okay with it. Because we can't afford prostitutes at this time. Otherwise, you bitches would be just way less important. Uh, sex robots, homie. They put uh, five thousand in minimum though. Yeah, but how much money you spend on your girl thus far? But you gotta like work to get them. You can get a prostitute like. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But, but think it's think of this like a long term investment. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's like a th- five thousand spread over over five years, right? Let's look at it like a car loan. Five thousand over five years. You gotta go to the bank. Go to the bank. Put on put it on your credit card and get bonus points, bro. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. So what I'm saying is this: five thousand over five years, a thousand dollars a year. Divide that by twelve months. It's less than a hundred bucks a month. True. Do you spend a hundred bucks a month on your girl? She dump you. She dump you if you only spend a hundred dollars a month. Uh, not if, no, I would hope not. Otherwise, I mean, <laughs> we had the conversation. Yep. That going into comedy. Yep. Is going to be some rough patches. I get it. But the night I saw you at MVP. Sure. She spent at least a hundred bucks on just shots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but she, not on herself. It was other people. Right. She was with. Of course. Yeah, she not, she bought me a shot. And exactly. Was, She's, but what I'm saying is like yeah. five shots on any reputable place. That's almost a hundred bucks. Yeah. So, a hundred bucks an investment. I don't know why I'm talking about sex dolls, but <laughs> hey, uh, good investments like comedy. Yes. Investing in EPKs. Yes. You. It's investing it's, in yourself. If it's just like work, you don't have the tools to do a job, to get the job. Like, if I need you to have specific tools. Yeah. Requirements. And you don't, I can't hire you. Yeah. If you are trying to be a delivery boy. And you don't have a car or a bike, this is not going to work. True. So the cost of, of entry is an EPK and a reel. And you it you upload the reel to YouTube free. Yep. You uh, email the EPK and the link and uh, intro letter free. And you just start finding the people you need to email. Fuck it. What difference does it make? Booking at improvdc.com. Booking at funnybonelanta.com. Mm. Whatever. If it bounces back, well, there's that. Oh, well. At least you try. Shot your free. shot. Shoot your shot. And sure, you'll get... I've gotten... I put try to put out 500 emails a month. Sure. Okay. And... It Hold up, a month? A month. God damn. Same places or new places every time? Same, same. I mean, okay. if I get new Did ones, I put new ones in, you know, and... Uh, the worst thing they can say is stop emailing me. But if they say stop emailing me, it's because you were emailing them and they didn't book you. Don't want, yeah, they don't want to. They're not, not booking you. Yeah, they're not. They're not booking you to begin with. So they tell you to stop emailing. You didn't lose anything. You literally just like got a confirmation. Like okay, it's not me. It's, it's not, not yeah. Okay, they're, you're not getting booked now. Go all in. Go all in on house money. Why not? Biting off more than you can choose who someone was biting. Has been my fear. Yeah, well. But. Because you are a sane, non-sociopathic individual. You're not a sociopath. Makes sense. But. Yeah. You got to go. Like, they're not going to give you. Oh, oh, you emailed us. So we're going to give you a headliner spot. Like, hey. Yeah, I wouldn't even ask. No. Let us know when you're in town. We'll give you a guest spot. That works. Five minutes. I'll be there next week. Knock it out. Boom. Right? Yeah. And then you do well. Hey, next time you're in town, come back. We'll give you another guest spot. 
or whatever it might be, or it might be a, a, a feature spot, a host spot, a, a longer guest spot, uh, open mic, uh, whatever. But if you don't email them, they're not. You're gonna tell me that uh, a comedy club in the middle of anywhere doesn't have enough comics to fill the room, to fill a lineup, to fill a show. No, I find out quality. I don't know, but in general, no. Yeah. The the uh the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Why yeah. not? Hey, email them. Why not? True. You get hey hey uh you're you're barking up the wrong tree. Whatever that email sounds like, cool. Delete and you move them up in the Excel in the Excel file. Copy paste, drop it. Excel file also a smart thing. Let me note that. That's the goal though, right there. By the end by th- March second, email a minimum thirty clubs. So by the end of this month, I want two YouTube submittable sets. Yeah. And I'll use those to mail those clubs. But thanks to you, I do have those two goals going. Good. No matter what. Good. And then you just 30, 30 clubs. That's fucking Not ten far minutes. At all. Exactly. That's ten minutes. Not far at all. And then, I mean, comedy. Like you gotta understand, there's gotta be at least a thousand shows on any given night going on across the country. At least a thousand shows. Yeah. Like go Facebook is crazy where you could just go online Atlanta Comedy Group find one join all of them uh, whatever city you want to live wherever city you want to go to Iowa Michigan fucking Minneapolis and if there's a comedy group join it hey guys I'm planning to be in town these days what's good fair and they go well I don't book anything blah 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 but you're gonna find something. Like, this guy, this guy might know he runs shows. Cool. Go talk to that guy. Thank goodness for nice people, because uh, you run into a lot of not nice people or people not willing to extend your hand. Yep. Very quickly and very frequently. Yep, but you know what? There's another thousand people that will have the same amount of knowledge. True. Um, All right, Loy, yeah. I'm not going to hold you hostage. Oh, two last two things. One, okay. Okay. what's okay. next for you? What's then, next for me? And then two, where can the people find you, whether you want them to find you? Okay, what's next for me? Uh, Mondays I have a podcast, Short, Pale, and Handsome. Um, you can follow me on all your social media websites, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, MySpace, BlackPeopleMeet.com. Uh, that is Loy Lee Comedy, L-O-Y-L-E-E Comedy. Um uh, what else? Uh, I'm going to be putting all my sets online uh, starting... I probably should start soon. I've got enough in the can uh, to, okay. st- to start putting them out. Yeah, in, send me in, the links yeah. for both of them. I'll include in the description. Yeah. Lo- lo- uh, YouTube.com slash Loyally Comedy. Okay. Um, if, you, if people, you're driving and you're listening to this or you can't write this down, you can always go to www.AsianKingOfComedy.com and all of my shit is there. That... And when you get home, you could also just listen to the whole podcast again, get to the end, and by that time, you should be up by a pen and paper. It'll help me help you. Help me help you. Cool. Any uh, last words, Lloyd? How's it? Cool, man. Well, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you. It's uh, probably going to keep all this. It was a lot, but... It's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. man. If you, don't, uh, if you don't mind, we'll keep it all. Whatever you need to do. Up. It's your show, brother. All right, cool. Appreciate it, Lloyd. All right, this has been uh, Justin Brown with the On The Grind Podcast. Again, you can find us on SoundCloud, hopefully soon iTunes. On social media, it's at Brown. Uh, it's Instagram and Twitter. And thank you guys, and we'll see you next time. Later.